and welcome to mini episode 40 of Real Life Ghost Stories. How you do? To kick things off this week, we need to thank our newest Patreon subscribers. We would like to thank J.S. Tesla. Ariane Driscoll. Amber Bowment. Claire Fritz. Amy Heather. Rockin' Robin. Molly the Human. Shamar Rodriguez. Kirsten Kissler. Matthew Cooper. Matthew Vincent. Sarah Lynn Bristow. Danae. Katie. Sydney Casper. Alexandra Jack. Jason Saliba. Julie Jackson Forsberg. Jessica Sari. Aubriana Smith. Cthulhu Doom Cultist. <laughs> I'm glad you got that one because I can never say that first word. <laughs> what word? Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> Loretta Hellman. Jennifer Drapeau. Megan Stewart. Pearl Umbra. Jennifer Mulcrony. So, Jennifer, if you are not of Italian descent, you I'm are sorry. now. sorry. <laughs> I don't know why I Italianized that. It's potentially Jennifer Mulcrone. Yeah. I don't know which it is. That that has been, I think that's about the fifth time we've recorded those names. Because we just <laughs> kept getting them all wrong tonight. And, and not in a funny way, like in a very tragic way. Yes. So, I apologize if we got any of them wrong. So, I've got three gorgeous listener stories for you today. Okay. And our story, number one, comes from... Elena, are you ready? Never ready. The only real paranormal experience I ever had was when I was about eight or nine. I grew up with my mum and dad. My brother was much older than me, so had moved out a while back. In a small Edwardian terraced house in North London that has never been anything but cosy and comfortable. Even still, for whatever reason, I was quite a nervous kid and had to sleep with the hall light on and my bedroom door propped open till I was relatively old. The idea of the paranormal used to send me spiralling into anxiety and I often had vivid nightmares I didn't feel like I could tell my parents about because I didn't want to worry them. One evening my mum was out with friends so my dad was reading me a bedtime story up in my room that was directly above the dining room downstairs. At that time the dining room was used more as a music room or a place to do homework in. It had a piano in it and a collection of recorders. Don't ask why, but my parents had a load of recorders that they had at some point attempted to master, and then that I was forced to play in primary school once their ambitions had fizzled out. As I lay on my bed, my head resting on my dad's chest as he read to me, I became aware of the sound of someone playing the recorder, directly beneath my room. I immediately, silently started trying to justify why I could hear a recorder being played. Maybe it was the radio left on. I knew there wasn't a radio in the dining room and the house had been completely silent beforehand. So maybe my mum had come home and silently closed the door and decided to give the old recorder another blast for old time's sake. No, I knew my mum would have announced herself and we would have heard the door jangle open and slam. The walls of the house were thick and our neighbours were elderly. We never heard them. Running out of excuses for what I was hearing, I started to panic, but I didn't dare say anything or do anything that would make it seem like I was acknowledging anything weird was happening. I was going into full denial mode. I silently lay there, my heart hammering, praying my dad wouldn't mention anything because if he did, it would be real and not my imagination and we would have to acknowledge and possibly investigate it. That was just not something I wanted to do. After a few minutes of playing, to my horror, my dad gently said, Can you hear someone playing the recorder? Not in a worried way, just in a sort of inquisitive way. 
I muttered non-committedly, trying to sound disinterested but secretly devastated that he had acknowledged it, and therefore I couldn't pretend it wasn't happening anymore. Still, I wasn't prepared to have a conversation about it. I was worried a conversation would lead him to going downstairs to investigate and then who knows what. Instead, I just kind of nudged him to carry on reading and so he shrugged and read on. Eventually, the playing stopped and my dad finished reading to me and went to bed. We have never spoken about it ever again and nothing of the sort has happened to my knowledge. The house to this day remains cosy and comfortable. No, 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 no. I don't want to hear no recorders going in the middle of the night. I don't want to hear recorders going in general because I feel like they make a really ra- real racket even when they're being played well. But if they're being played in the middle of the night, I'm not having that. It's creepy, isn't it? It's like that Tiptoe Through the Roses song. It's, it's the same. Tiptoe to the Tulips. Tri- 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 I can't even say thr- Tiptoe through, through the, the tulips. tulips. Yeah, okay, that, that song. <laughs> no, Roses is the remix that you... Oh, I just haven't heard it yet. creepier. Oh, I see. Um, <laughs> you were listening before it was yeah, cool. Yeah, I yeah. got it. <laughs> it's like that it's just creepy, isn't it? And why is it? What is it? Who is it? Who's playing that? Why is the ghost able to play a recorder? The recorder is a very strange instrument anyway. You know, like everybody learns it in prime. I mean, I didn't. I learned the tin whistle. Yeah. Or the penny whistle, as some people like to call it. But yeah. it's, you know, the recorder is kind of the like British version of that, right? That everybody learns the recorder in primary school. Very strange instrument. There is also a uh, recorder symphony. Just FYI. Don't ever take me to see that. Like, no offence, if record is your instrument, fair play, it's better than I can do. Unless we're talking, my heart will go on, because I'm pretty sure I could probably still play that, because that's the only thing we ever played. Um, no, I'm, I'm not having that. That's horrible. And it's also, this story is also further evidence why I'd make a terrible father. Because this father is calm. Yeah. Can you hear a rec- I'd be like, right, that's it. Off we go. You know that episode of The Simpsons where... Uh... Marge gets a gambling addiction. Yeah. You know, when she comes home and Homer has them like barricade with a yeah. shotgun and he's like, I don't want to alarm you, Bart, but there might be boogeymen. <laughs> yeah, that would be me. Or a boogeyman in the house. That would be you. <laughs> that would absolutely be you. And I'd it be would like, be ridiculous. Dave, because our kid's clearly going to be called Dave. Dave, get the petrol. <laughs> Let's <Dave>. go. <laughs> um, I don't think we'd be calling our child Dave, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> and also, if we ever did have children, unlikely, but please don't immediately jump to setting things on fire every time something is slightly scary but that is the way to deal with things no very true okay especially haunted recorders because nobody needs that absolutely i mean when she said in the story there was a piano in there and a load of recorders random that there was a load of recorders you'd automatically think oh a piano is a very creepy instrument here in the middle of the night and then it's like oh the recorder (laughs) no the recorder is far worse how is that even creepier i don't know (laughs) it's it's even creepier because it's not a nice sounding instrument And our second story today comes from Ariel. I work as a janitor in a small courthouse in the middle of agricultural fields in south-central California. I was doing my rounds, singing along to my music. It was Starman by Bowie. When I go out to throw away my trash in a dumpster. When I was walking back, I saw in the sky overhead three lights in a triangle shape in the clouds. It was flying south and rotating clockwise. It moved quickly and perfectly gliding through the sky. Really weird. I knew what just happened was weird and I ran into my building and called my wife. It bothers me how smooth this object moved. But do you think it really just liked my work karaoke show? Like maybe it was summoned by the song Starman. 
I was working at the Department of Human Services building where people get government assistance when they're down on their luck and I was checking the doors to make sure they were locked and no one was inside. At the time we had homeless people lock themselves in for a place to sleep at night or to try and take stuff for the building. As I was checking each door in the hallways one door was cracked open so I went in to close it. Here's where it gets weird. You know the way sometimes you can't open a door because of air pressure? Well, this was the exact opposite. I couldn't close it because of something like air pressure. I had to use my full body weight and three hard pulls to get it to close. I thought it was weird and walked away. The next day when I went back and checked every door in the building, and I tried every door in that area to replicate what had happened. It didn't happen then, and it never happened in my final two months working there. So I've got a thing about flying things, right? I think it depends about the location in the United States where you saw these flying things as to whether they're aliens or other nations. I feel if they appear on one of the coastlines, it could just be another country's advanced surveillance machines. Yeah. Whereas if it's like, I'm picking a state at random here and I'm not entirely sure it's in the middle, but if it's like Minnesota, for example, then maybe that, unless Canada is like amped up its surveillance of the US which it might have done I don't know um, then that's more likely to be an alien I think but either way still creepy I I really don't know how I'd react if I was in that situation and I saw three lights revolving and gliding around in the sky perfectly I, I think I would just melt into a puddle like I'd never be seen again your first fear would be that nobody would believe you that would be the first thing that went through your head nobody's going to believe this absolutely so if you just stop at that point and then decide nobody's going to believe this so neither am I. Problem oh, maybe. Solved. You know when people always say, and regularly people message us and they say, you know, after a particular story, and they're like, I don't understand why that person never said anything. Like, why didn't they say anything at the time? Oh, I wouldn't either, I don't think. If I was really freaked out by something, I think I would just go completely silent and not say anything. Like the time we heard the guitar string in yeah, our bedroom yeah, randomly, yeah, 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 yeah. and I just didn't yeah. say anything. Mm. <laughs> I was like, okay. Yeah, let's not think about that again. <laughs> okay. Starman is a good choice of song. Very good choice, yeah. There may be something behind your theory that you simply summoned a UFO through your karaoke concert. I feel like that is probably happens on a daily basis. In fact, yeah. maybe that is the reason for all UFO video sightings because someone somewhere is singing a lovely rendition of a pop song. Particularly Bowie, though. Because Bowie, Bowie definitely Star. was an alien. Like, incredible man. Incredible. Do you know what? Randomly, I was doing a radio play one time years ago with... David Paddy, Bowie. not with David Bowie, with Paddy. And I was doing a radio play and the guy who was producing the radio play, he had a Bowie record that was signed by the band Bowie and the guy who had punched him in the eye and fucked up his eye. Isn't that a great story? It's an amazing story. I was like, sell it. And he was like, almost no. Almost 100% false. <laughs> but a almost, great story. Almost 100% false? Why was it almost 100% <laughs> false? Well, it's probably signed by Bowie and the band, but I mean, the chances of it actually being signed by the guy that did his iron is probably slim. Oh, why are you always shitting on my stories? Oh, because it's just credence, isn't it? That's my job. (laughs) It's my job. I also don't like the idea of being responsible for locking somewhere up, like a big building up. No, I I wouldn't. I never liked it at schools, like when we went out to do the checks where in the places I worked at. And I, I and I don't in. I don't think it matters how old the building is or nope. what the building is used for. I think big old big buildings at night time that are usually bustling with people are fucking freaky. Yes. You know, the last school I worked at was a new school. There was no reason for it to be freaky. And at night time in the winter, 
when there's nobody else around and you're leaving, it's very freaky. But your school was built on an ancient Saxon burial ground, so... (laughs) And our third story today comes from Diana. In the early 2000s, my husband and I moved into a small bungalow-style house. The house was built in the 1930s and had lots of original woodwork, built-in cabinets and drawers and lovely enclosed front porch that had French doors. The home was small, but very cute and had lots of character. Some things that were noticed but not really given much of a thought were the icy cold spots and the French doors popping open and slowly swinging wide open. Both were explained as being drafts due to the house's age. By 2006, we had three children and my husband began spending more and more time away from home and eventually began a relationship with another woman. Six months after our youngest child was born in January 2011, he moved out and we got a divorce. After my divorce, when my children would go to bed, my evenings were very quiet times, watching TV, reading, doing chores and other hobbies. I like solitary time, so this was fine for me. After working full time and being a single mom to three small children, it was nice to have alone time. The point is, I really liked it and I didn't feel uncomfortable at all. I don't know if it was my husband leaving or me being a bit raw and sensitive from our divorce or what, but this is about the time I began to think that this was maybe more than the characteristics of an old house. Aside from the French doors popping open slowly, on several occasions I noticed them swing closed and latch shut, as if someone was passing through the room. I would literally just turn the other way and not even acknowledge it. Things happened occasionally until I moved out years later. Other people saw the doors move and I would just brush it off because I didn't want to talk about it. As I mentioned before, there would also be very cold spots or times that you just felt an extreme chill, but it would pass. About the time my oldest child was four or five years old, I felt that cold chill in the night. It woke me up and I just decided to get up, check the thermostat and look in on the children. When I got into my daughter's room, it felt freezing and I noticed her heat vent was closed. I opened it up, turned up the heat and went back to bed. In the morning when my daughter woke up, I told her to please stop closing the heat vent because it gets too cold. She, plain as day, like it was the most ordinary thing to say, said, I close that at night because I don't like the little ghosts that come out of it. Inside I was dying, but I just calmly said, Okay, that's fine then. And we never really talked about it again. Another feature of the house was a laundry chute in the bedroom. It looked like a little square door in the wall and was a wonderful convenience, as it would drop the laundry down right near the washer and dryer. The kids and myself always dropped our dirty laundry down the chute. It was a fun way for the little ones to help with the chores, because they liked to look down the chute and watch as they dropped stuff down there. On occasion, my two boys would drop toys down the chute and then hoot and holler to give to get me to go down to the basement to retrieve the toy. This became an annoying nuisance and I started to give the boys a time out for doing it. They stopped doing it for the most part. But one time, my youngest son, who was about two or three years old at the time, began crying because his favourite train was down the chute. Well, this could have totally been my son for sure, 
but it was the first time that I'd heard about Lolly. He claimed that Lolly put the train down the chute. Lolly was also to blame for dropping a toy in the toilet one time. I just decided that, okay, I'm just not going to buy into this business. The boys shared a bedroom, and part of our bedtime routine became making sure the closet was closed because Lolly was in there. I would just nonchalantly acknowledge it because I did not want to make a thing of this Lolly, but I would make sure the closet was closed tight for the boys so they wouldn't feel scared. The next thing was the only time I ever full-on acknowledged Lolly, and it was about the same time that the boys stopped mentioning him. My youngest son was walking towards me, and he just lunged forward and fell flat on his face. He immediately started crying and I rushed over to comfort him and make sure he was okay. As I was consoling him, I said something like, Oh my, what happened? And he said that Lolly pushed him. And it really did look like he was shoved. But he was also a clumsy toddler, so take this as you will. I felt so bad for my son, so I shouted out, Lolly, don't you ever bother my kid again or you'll be sorry. That made my son feel better and we just went on with whatever we were doing. I never really heard much about Lolly after that, but one time I did ask my son what Lolly looked like and he said he looked like a face with goggles but with no mouth. And that was about the scariest thing I ever heard, but I just nodded and kept my cool like that was ordinary. My last experience involves me being slightly drunk, so take it as you will. The kids spent the weekend with their dad and I was alone for the whole weekend. I went out with friends and had some cocktails. After a fun night out, I returned home, made it to bed and completely passed out. I was woken up in the night by the extreme cold. I was curled up in such a way to have my arms under my body because it was so cold. I did not want to reach them out to put the blanket around me. Still feeling a little drunk and being cold and tired, I yelled out, If you're the ghost making it so cold, then can you please at least cover me with a blanket? And I swear to God, I felt the blanket slowly pull up around me to my shoulders. I was terrified. I just closed my eyes tightly and said, Thank you, now go away. And I just laid there still as possible until I eventually fell back asleep. Was I having a drunken hallucination? I don't know. I just remember waking up in the morning and thinking, what the hell happened last night? I was very shook up after that one and began the process of moving shortly afterwards. I've not had any other experiences since and I hope I don't again. Also, my kids are now all teenagers And I did ask them if they remember any of these things and they all said they don't really remember our old house very much. I'm glad you said old house because I was really worried about talking about this, but you, there's definitely haunted. That house was definitely haunted. You can write a lot of that stuff off. So obviously kids have imaginary friends. That's quite common. Although we're of the, I'm of the opinion that all imaginary friends are ghosts anyway. But that aside, you, you said you were drunk. Yeah, that's fine. And there's loads of reasons why doors open. So we've got a door upstairs, which is very much about, it's just not hung very well. And so if it's at a certain angle, it will continue to close whether it was still or not. Yeah, and it almost slams. Like it closes really quickly. The first time we saw it, we were like, 
what the fuck was that? But that's, then, the th- yeah. that's the thing, isn't it? You get used to why it does that. So if, it's, if it is a breeze, you'll notice a breeze. If it is because of the angle of the hinges, you'll notice the ang- that it's a certain angle where it does that and then you can write it off. The problem with your story <laughs> is that it's accompanied by all these other things, <laughs> which is hor- horrible. I just can't deal with the fact of the child saying, oh, I closed the heat and vent because all the little ghosts come out of it. Fuck off. Or having a name for the ghost. Or lolly. Yeah, no. Kids in general are freaky. And then when they're telling that kind of stuff, and again, it's super duper million percent credit to your parenting skills because yeah. you stay calm. I would be torching that wardrobe. You would. You would be like, lolly? What do you mean, lolly? <laughs> yeah. Tell me about lolly. And then you'd be like, I don't mean to alarm you, children, but lolly is a ghost and, and we need yeah. an exorcist and in I'd this house. And I'd just be like, is Lolly here? Dave, get the petrol. <laughs> Dave, is Lolly here yet? Dave. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's just a very, I found that story very frightening. And I don't like the fact that Lolly has goggles and no mouth. Fuck you, Lolly. What little ghost coming out of the vent as well? Like, I also think as well that those laundry shoot things, we don't have them in houses in England. It's not, it's not, not that I know, but it's not really a thing. If you're old school guest houses, potentially. Uh, but those laundry shoot things are a horror trope. Yeah. I, if I was going to move into a house and there was one of those things in it, I'd be like, blocking that shit up. That's Same not with happening. in general. We used to live in a house with a basement. Yeah, but it could have still been done with being blocked up. I didn't like being done there. Oh, it didn't really bother me. I didn't, it didn't feel not very Especially nice or anything. it was flooded, it wasn't particularly nice being done there. Oh, that, oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot that happened. If you enjoyed this week's episode and you want to send in your own real life ghost story, you absolutely can to reallifeghoststoriespodcast at gmail.com. You can also check out our website, which is reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. You can sign up to our Patreon, which is patreon.com forward slash stories, where for $5 or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content. And on that note, we shall see you next week. Bye.